And now to In the Wings. In tribute to Tom Hickey on his month's mind, next week's drama on one is Bill Whelan's production of The Gallant John Joe by Tom McIntyre. Tonight we hear Bill and Tom Hickey's son Lee talk about the two Toms and the gallant John Joe. My name is Lee Hickey. I'm a video editor. I'm a film video editor. I do mainly commercials and pop videos, stuff like that. My name is Bill Whelan, composer and producer and theatre composer. He got involved in theatre in the the NACE Table Tennis and Amateur Dramatic Society and from there basically found his way to the focus. He'd, he'd been determined to get into RTE. So I think he'd knocked on a lot of doors and eventually got a job as a lighting technician when RTE opened and then became a cameraman. Before one day he was setting up cameras for the Late Late Show and somebody came in and said, Tom, you do a bit of amateur dramatics, don't you? Because they're... they're casting for a new serial in the next studio and in he went Benji was born he never shed the Benji thing but I don't think he ever wanted to he was very very proud of what they did in the Reardons of this, you know what Wesley Burroughs had written and what the ensemble cast put together because it was you know it was educational and it was it seemed important to everybody at the time and he was very aware of that I don't think he would have given up people shouting Benji at him for the world. I seem to recall that I met Tom in the company of people like Noel Pearson over the years. But the first time we met professionally was when I was brought in to the Abbey to be the music director and to write occasional music for Tom McIntyre's rather bizarre play, Sheep's Milk on the Boil, which Tom Hickey directed and which we ran at the Peacock Theatre in 1993. It was uh, just before I worked on Riverdance and Sheep's Milk on the Boil really was a very strange piece of writing but an extraordinarily poetic piece of writing and I wrote some music for for that play which I subsequently imported in part into Riverdance. So it, uh, it it was quite influential and I just absolutely loved working with the freedom that Tom Hickey gave us all as a director and also having the author present was something which really was unique in fact uh, in many ways for me to have the actual playwright in the room and he had a very benign presence and both of them seemed to have the same vision for what would happen there was very little of argument they were heading down the same road and we were following behind well i remember dad doing the gallant john joe in a couple of runs the first time was in the i think it was the 90s or the early 2000s around every small venue in ireland and he you know he absolutely loved it i went to see it a couple of times and it was a really really good play you know really did capture sort of everything that dad was interested in in terms of rural ireland and I think he felt a lot of kinship with, you know, this type of character and he's really sort of interested in exploring this type of Ireland. It was in The Peacock that I first heard the gallant John Joe and I became an immediate fan. I was really taken by the character that McIntyre invented and that Tom ultimately inhabited. I I loved all the, the rather bizarre props that he used, like the mangle and 
the Chinese lamp, which seemed to be absolutely necessary as a set. The set was very simple, but the character that he invented with his occasional trips over to wind the mangle, which we were never quite sure why he was doing it, was really an extraordinary character and um, fell in love with it immediately. And subsequently, years later, I said to Tom, I said, you know, why don't we record this? So we did set about setting up a recording session. I think it was when Tom came down to the Clifton Arts Festival in Galway and I have a studio in Connemara and Tom came in and we spent a very enjoyable few hours recording the gallant John Joe. After he got diagnosed with Parkinson's and it started to have a bit of an effect on his working life, you know, he, he sort of realised that he had to sort of ease back on working and that was never really a real goer for him. So he decided to get the gallant John Joe back on the road and he did so with the help of a few, you know, really good people. It went around Ireland to all the small venues, probably less this time, but I saw it in the sheds in the Viking Theatre in Clontarf and it was just stunning because I think at that point he'd sort of accepted his Parkinson's and had worked it into the performance almost and it just lent a new sort of vulnerability and fragility to the character. When we finished the recording I spent some time doing some just musical interludes for it and after Tom had left we edited it. Uh, Philip Begley was the engineer with me and we spent quite a bit of time working on the editing because there were outtakes and things that I know Tom wasn't happy with. So we tried to put it together exactly as he would have liked. And when I sent it to him, I know he was he was happy with it. So that's how it came about. We worked together twice, once for a music video for Keela, which was fun. Alan Gilson was directing a music video for Keela and got dad involved, uh, which I edited. And once for a commercial for Toyota, where myself and the director had been noodling around with the VO and the director said it'd just be great to get an actor to read this so I said well my dad's in town at the moment he can come in and read it the director was like sure yeah I don't think the director knew what to expect in comes you know the Stanislavski trained actor who looked at the script for minutes without saying anything and launched into this incredible read which I recorded on my phone which when we got to finalized the commercial we were doing the final mix it was can we not just use that first read it was really a stunning read but that was the only two times we worked together you know there was another person involved which was Morris Cassidy who worked with Riverdance for years and um, you know both Morris and I felt that we would try at some stage to present this or to find a way to put it on elsewhere uh, outside of the country that's why we wanted a recording of it. I suppose it was as a demo, but more particularly, it was really just to have it. And it's lain there for quite a while. We ultimately were overtaken by events and um, unfortunately, um, we'll never now have a chance to put it on anywhere else, but it's great to have the recording nevertheless. And um, um, I'm very happy with the result of it um, and to have Tom in the good health that he was when he did this, um, delivering this performance. As a 12-year-old or 13-year-old, I was brought to see The Great Hunger, which I think was our first collaboration, and I, I didn't know what to make of it. I thought it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Not necessarily in a good way, but, you know, they collaborate, they continue, you know, Dad just loved McIntyre and he loved his plays. From then on, it was just constantly one McIntyre play after another, and. 
as I grew up, I sort of started enjoying them a bit more. And they were, you know, they were really stunning, you know, from The Misogynist. There was, there was a play, it might have been The Misogynist, which he did in a hotel room for the theatre festival in the Clarence Hotel, which I worked as stage manager, which involved me hiding in a closet. I think there was one cue, which I had to do uh, for a week. And it was, you know, which was fun. There is a story about um, our, our relationship with uh, the gallant John Joe. Denise and I uh, took an apartment in Paris some years ago. And I think it was in the late 1900s or perhaps even the early noughties that we, we had uh, had a soiree, a salon in the apartment. And we invited a lot of my friends who were happened to be around at the time in Paris. Uh, Paddy Maloney was there and Paul Brady and Zoe Conway played, came and played some music and we had a great bit of a session, but the evening revolved around a performance of the gallant John Joe in Paris. And we, we had probably about maybe 80 people in the room. We put in chairs. It was like a little theatre, which we cleared away afterwards so that everybody could get down to some serious uh, eating and drinking. But it was, um, we put on the gallant John Joe in the apartment and we, in order to kind of uh, introduce ourselves to the Copropriété in the building. We invited all of the um, people living in the in the building. So, not alone were there Irish people who'd come uh, to be there, uh, but there were also quite a few French people. So, I think a lot of them, after the performance of the Gallant Chan Joe, uh, had to go back to their early studies of of English and reacquaint themselves, and certainly acquaint themselves with some new phrases which. Uh, which we will hear in the performance and some new uh, modes of expression, obviously uh, emanating from McIntyre's environment. Uh, I think a lot of them were <laughs> rather puzzled and, and, and left kind of thinking. So, yeah, it, it was a great night. And it was particularly, you know, for us, it was great to have Tom there and both Toms. Tom McIntyre came as well. And um, we had a great evening. And I have a lot of photographic uh, evidence of that, actually, which I'm delighted to have. And Tom was in the full gallant John Joe gear, which in, in itself was challenging for the French. Uh, so, yeah, a great night. Dad always said to me, um, find something you love doing, do that, and everything else will take care of itself. And I think that's very much, he was lucky to be one of those people that absolutely loved what they do. So it was never really work. Sure, it got hard sometimes, but as he, you know, he always told me, "Lucky, just do your best. That's all you can do." Um, on his kitchen, pinned up on his wall, in amongst a load of scripts, calendars, and just bits of prose and poetry, and there's just one little note that's pinned up, just says, "Live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly, leave the rest to God." We were listening to the voices of producer and composer Bill Whelan and Lee Hickey, son of the late Tom, talking about the two Toms, Hickey and McIntyre, and the gallant John Joe, which we'll broadcast in tribute to Tom Hickey on his month's mind on next week's Drama on One. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.